Hey, you've made your way to the Comic Syllabus Podcast, where we read widely and dig deep from the worlds of graphic novels and comics. This is Paul. I am an English teacher here to bring you um, uh, reviews and news and sometimes <laughs> interviews from uh, the perspective of comics in the classroom. And that's what we're about here at Comic Syllabus. Thank you for joining us. We are part of the MultiversityComics.com network of podcasts. Um, go to Multiversity.com. There's lots of, uh, sorry, <laughs> I blew that. I botched that. Go to MultiversityComics.com. Uh, it's all one word. That's how websites work. Uh, you can find news and reviews and interviews there too. Um, and um, I am so proud and excited today to um, share with you this conversation with Jose Pimienta. Um, Jose Pimienta is the creator of uh, of uh, the artist of, of various various comics works, but um, the sort of uh, creator of Suncatcher uh, and of Twin Cities, an upcoming book from Random House Graphic um, to be released July 19th, 2021. Um, I just really encourage you to listen to this conversation because I was fascinated um, and had a ton of fun reading this um, forthcoming book, Twin Cities, and uh, and I really want all of you to check it out and uh, and listen into this 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 discussion. Um, twin Cities is about a pair of twins who are um, growing up right on the border between Mexico and the United States and California, um, known on the Mexican side as Mexicali and on the California side as Calexico, and so. Um, uh, Teresa and Fernando are a pair of twins who are reaching middle school age and uh, and they decide to go one of them to school on the Mexicali side on the border while the other one attends a school on the Calexico side of the border. And so there's all kinds of, of good stuff in this graphic novel that's um, really targeted toward middle grade readers about uh, culture, about identity, about language, about schooling, about um, what it is to have, um, you know, a life that is um, at the border where you move in a really, uh, you know, b- between between uh, borders, and really the border um, runs between y- your own life and your own family life uh, sometimes. And I think it's uh, fascinating from the perspective of the ways that um, all of us live in these multiple frames of cultural reference, uh, oftentimes, and um, and in the particular uh, story that Jose Pimienta is telling. Um, uh, Jose was born um, in Mexicali, and they they uh, now live in Los Angeles. Attended uh, school at uh, Savannah uh, School of Art and Design, and has done animation work and tons of great comics work um, that I thoroughly enjoyed, including the uh, recent just a, a couple years ago uh, book Suncatcher, which is also worth checking out. We mentioned that um, Jose and I also talk about. Um, their partnership with uh, editor of of Twin Cities, uh, Whitney Leppard. Um, so you hear mention of Whitney Leppard as well as others who influenced them as a creator and also their process in making this book, as well as the parts, the autobi- autobiographical parts of uh, Jose's life that um, you know that they brought into this story of of 
Teresa and Fernando and uh, their friends and community around them. I really love this book. I think Twin Cities is going to make a splash. Um, as I said to Jose at the beginning of a conversation, I feel like it's a book I've been waiting for uh, and that my students and I have been waiting for. Um, my students who are majority Latinx and who um, love comics but are often still looking for um, even more stories that they can connect to and with and relate to. And um, and I think this is a book that, like many of my favorite comics of the last uh, five, ten years, um, for younger readers, all kinds of kids can connect to, but there's a particular um, kind of set of cultural experiences that I think will the, that, that this book will be very relatable and powerful for, um, and yet also things about it that are so universal and real. So if you had twin, uh, if you have twins a twin in your life or or even just sibling relationships or if you've thought a lot about the impact of of culture or living in borderlands um all of that this will be uh relevant to you um and it's just a good book about growing up um so fantastic art fantastic artist um listening to this conversation with jose pimienta really encourage you to check out twin cities uh as i said coming july 19th 2022 from random house graphic and uh, listen in as we as we dig deep into into this book. All right, thanks so much for joining us. Here we go. Okay. All right. Good. So I'm here with Jose Pimienta. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about Twin Cities. Oh, thank you. I think I, I said it earlier, but yeah, th- once again, thank you for having me, Paul. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a real, it's, it's a real jazz to be here. So thank, thank you. Total delight to talk about. I was lucky enough to read, you know, advanced copy of Twin Cities, and I will have already gushed about it on the podcast before introducing you. But like my enthusiasm about this book is through the roof. But um, I think better to for for folks to hear it from you. Can we start with? Um, how this story came to be, how this book came to be. What was the the origin story of this? Um, gosh, uh, there's definitely the long version to that. There's definitely the long answer to that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, but I'll, I'll try to keep it concise. Um, the, the most that I can, the, the most that I can kind of point it to is that uh, um, at some point I had the uh, I, I had the ideas of wanting to write more about my hometown. Yeah. Um, but that's not really a theme or like, that's not really a story. That's just, mm. a, that, that's just the setting. Mm. Um, and I think at some point, like I was like, uh, I like to go on walks. So I'm constantly just like, you know, th- chewing on, chewing on thoughts and things. Uh, but yeah, at some point I started reminiscing on an, ex- on a personal experience, uh, which was when I finished the sixth grade, my parents told me that, uh, that, um, that they would prefer for me to 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 go to middle school in the American side because it's back in the '90s. So um, th- back then there was the perspective that if you go to school in the U.S., you would have a better opportunity at learning more English, and therefore, you know, like there was this whole perspective on that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, and you were so, growing up. You were growing up in Mexicali, where yeah, that, yeah, that I, option I might the, be available. Yeah, right. And I mean, like, yeah, like growing up in the border is very fascinating, and just kind of getting like having accessibility to a lot of American culture, just you know, yeah. by circumstance, just kind of crossing over. 
Um, So when that opportunity presented to me, like I did not want to do it. And long story short, I started thinking of like, well, what what would have happened or like what, how my life would have been different. Hmm. Um, But also, you know, my siblings did that. So then I started thinking about that. Um, And I just like, with me, like the way that I usually like to write is that I I like to think about concepts or ideas and mm-hmm. just like you know really try to let them simmer and mm-hmm. see if I can even spend you know like see how I can pull a thread and make a story out of that. Yeah. So the premise of you know these two siblings graduating sixth grade and then making complete opposite decisions like one wanting to go to the U.S. and then one wanting to stay in Mexico. Um, just kind of gave me like an interesting platform. It's like, okay, well, yeah. but then what? Um, so that's when I started just like elaborating on the story. And, you know, as any writer will tell you, one thing led to another, ideas yeah. changed, then changes were made. So that, but that's how it started. So I got uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that core idea is, is really apparent in the cover and the title, right? You have the twins who are going to schools in Mexicali and Calexico, but the, there's so much humanness in the stories of Fernando and and Teresa, they don't seem at all just like, you know, sort of puppets for ideas. They're they're so human. They're so complex. The relationship is so complex. Um, how did how did those characters take on life? Oh in your gosh, um, I mean, a lot of things are like it's. Uh, um, I mean, they're based on different people and different experiences all around, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. so I mean. I mean, even the names themselves are taken from, you know, they're taken from relatives and like all, yeah. and a lot of the, uh, a lot of the other peers are homages to people that I know, yeah. but the characters themselves, like, you know, these are fictional characters, but they're also projections and like, you know, yeah. like they're taken up, they're taken from different people in my life. Yeah. Um, so when I was writing the characters, you know, it's, I'm not just writing character A goes, you know, character A goes on and does X, Y, and Z, but rather more yeah. like, well, why would they be doing this or what leads them to this? So mm-hmm. for me, like I started coming up with, I mean, this may sound a little gener- uh, generalizing and I hope it doesn't come across as offensive, but like if I'm going to be depicting twins, like who are they mm-hmm. as individuals? So right. I started like pairing them with like, well, if, if uh, Fernando is really into doing this, how is he different from 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 Teresa? Right. And if right. but also how are they similar? So right. how is you know like so what do they have in common? How are they splitting apart? Yeah. Um, and a lot of it was just drafting that of like writing that like, oh it's a uh, Teresa you know for there's this little detail like uh, Teresa never finishes her meals right. you know like she always orders a lot uh, right. but she never finishes her meals yeah. and that never yeah, that, that, that's not a plot point or anything but that's just like something that I can throw around here and there. Yeah. Um, and like siblings, like siblings do, if there's something to bicker about, you know, Fernando will put it, I was like, she's not even finishing it. Like, why, why is you? Uh, so little things like that just started yeah. across this, like, yeah, like of designing these characters. Um, like even for instance, for the parents, um, yeah. uh, I started writing like their backstory and mm. again, it's never on the page. Like you don't really mm. see it, but mm. that gave me the opportunity to be considerate for whatever they're mm. going to say, how they approach yeah. a situation. Um, and I think that that makes a big difference. You know, I do think yeah. that, that helps. So, the, so Absolutely. Yeah, There's uh, a definitely so. a sense in, of, in your, of your characters being, I don't know, very finely observed. I love that. <laughs> like the detail about not finishing food. 
uh, <laughs> that that you you know your, your eyes being bigger than your stomach, which they they kind of bicker about back and forth at the beginning, which does so much characterization work in the relationship because even just how lightly or seriously they take that bickering and how that progresses and evolves through the story is is kind of huge for what we follow as we as we you know watch their development. Yeah, and and that also kind of adds. I mean, this is not to make it a. This is not, I don't think this is a spoiler or anything. But I think mm -hmm. that that also adds a little bit into, as these two characters are growing apart, um, it also functions as part of like the conflict that they're having. Where it's like, yeah. sure, it may seem as a character flaw, like like you said, of like your eyes are bigger than your stomach, but Teresa also really points it out that she has these other like she has these goals like she has she's already thinking about high school and yeah. college and becoming a full person yeah. whereas, in, whereas in her brothers you know i mean again like not to not to you know not to sell him short or anything but you know he's thinking more in the immediate in the right mm -hmm. now you know like mm -hmm. he he decided to stay in the Mexican side because his friends would be there. So like that's, mm. but he also embellishes in whatever is happening at the moment, which is also yeah. why he cherishes and values the friendship that he makes with this other kid in school. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So like, so yeah. So, um, so yeah. So like, yeah, th th those are little details that I think that, uh, that, and yeah, like you said, like it's, it, it can make for, for very, it can make the characters more specific yeah. and therefore it gives more the opportunity of like make the story more unique. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, there's this incredible specificity in your story, um, in the characters, um, e even the detail where Fernando thinks I want to go to school with my friends. So I'm staying over here in Mexicali. And it turns out a bunch of his friends are going, you know, have made the same choice that, that Teresa does. But, but I mean, I think that that specificity, you know, like great art, that's very specific is universal by virtue of its specificity. It's oh, in a yeah. place, it's in a time, it has the power of, of, of the creator really being in a time and place. I, I wonder if you could talk about, you know, you have several, even um, multiple page spreads where uh, I love the way you do this. You have these juxtapositions that contrast the settings, you know, mm. page by page, face, by, uh, you know, facing pages with each other, or sometimes even panel to panel. We're looking yeah. at Mexicali, we're looking at Calexico. And so, you know, talk to, talk to us about, about drawing that, about envisioning that, about, how, you know, what you wanted to show with that. Oh gosh. Um, uh, so I hope, like, I mean, I'm, if you caught that on your own, that makes me feel so happy that it, that, that it came through. Cause like, that's yeah. uh that is definitely something that was very intentional. Yeah. Uh, so here's a little bit of like backstory for those who want to know the liner notes. Yeah. Originally I wanted to color the book in a completely different way. Cause yeah. I wanted to like, almost, you know, for lack of a better term, I want it to be more obvious with things that take place in Mexico and things that take uh -huh. place in the US. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, but I was gonna do that with like, oh, everything in Mexico is more like, you know, with greens and reds and, right. and, and, and whereas in things that happen in the US are more with blues and, cause again, just like really, really taking in that idea of the American flag and the Mexican flag, right. Right. Um, but, Eventually, thanks to my editor, Whitney, uh, Whitney Leppard, yeah. uh, she gave me great suggestions and you know, great encouraging to like to try something else. Mm -hmm. And I talked with other artists, and you know, the, I don't want to name them too much, but like, gosh, um, you know, Orpheus Collar and Kel McDonald amongst mm -hmm. them of just like right. you know, asking for like input. Anyways, yeah. uh, back to your question of 
I think that from the very beginning, or like at some point through the writing, not the very beginning, but at some point of the writing, I wanted to do something with parallelism and yeah. just like tell parallel stories of like, well, what's happening with Fernando and what's happening with Teresa on their own. Yeah. Um, you know, but also for the reader to be looking at both pages at the same time, which mm. is one of the reasons why there's no captions, there's no narration. Right. It's, it's all through the experience of the kids themselves, and right. it's all through and it's all through the dialogue. Yeah. So one of the things that I was also thinking is that, like, for instance, um, with with Fernando, like a lot of those things are again like more looking up against the wall things are usually more like looking down at the ground mm -hmm. so there's more focus on like yellows and more focus on greens and the grass whereas in when teresa there's more focus on the sky and looking more upwards mm. so those were just things that while i was thumbnailing and while i was writing it i wanted to be conscious and i mean this isn't all this isn't every page specifically but it's definitely in some story beats of you know like these two characters are living through very specific circumstances and yeah you know while we're looking at fernando's experience we're also looking at Teresa's experience uh and the reader can just take those yeah. um like uh and you know again this is not like a really big spoiler or anything but there is a very key scene uh or sequence rather mm. when Teresa is with her friends you know and they are talking about hobbies and things yeah and at the same time, Fernando, who's going through something else, he's having this completely different experience yes. and learning these entirely different subjects, you know. Yeah. So so they're just kind of really, you know, yeah, it's I wanted to make sure that um I wanted to be fair. Um, yeah. and and um I wanted to be fair to both characters. Yeah. Um also because to just to you know be very revealing in this, I do think that um i could have been a bit more fair to calexico but mm -hmm. I, I but i tried to stay you know like more with the characters themselves as opposed to mm -hmm. you know as opposed to entirely mexicali or calexico mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. um, so yeah so so yeah like that's that's how that came about <laughs> so, yeah no i i love that i mean i i, I think you're you know you're incredibly compassionate to to both characters and to rendering their perspectives with you know, like I think seeing the, the the best in them. I love what you said about both the way the characters are framed. Um, you know, Teresa often looking upward, and and um, you know, and, and Fernando often looking downward. But also what they see. You know, uh, Teresa is obviously kind of really interested in the the, the space of the horizons, like the future. Right. But but also in these buildings that structure sort of opportunity. You know, religious you know scholastic like academic she she really bought into these institutions and sometimes it's capitalism and sometimes you know it's 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 the, the sort of the the tease of of what you represent in in Calexico and I, I didn't feel it was unfair at all I thought there's an earnestness in that for for Teresa meanwhile Fernando really cares about what's you know as you said like what's in front and and kind of loyalty right yeah i mean like that's uh that, i mean that, that's kind of why his his bond with alex is like it's it's yeah. very it's, it's very intense it is it's, yeah it is intense and it's just like it's mm. it's very it's it's immediately deep for him so like it, you know because mm. you know he does kind of have like you know he you know he does kind of come to the realization that if his sister is trying to find her own identity mm. uh, and to him a big part of his identity is that 
he is a sibling, so mm -hmm. he's a brother. So if he's going to lose that connection, he's also looking to like fill it up right away. And then mm -hmm. suddenly there's this other boy who's really cool and you know like yeah. <laughs> breaks the rules a little bit yes, by like totally. eating corn chips and Reese's. <laughs> like, which, totally. you know, so really, yeah. So, so, so yeah, like it's a. But also, yeah, like it's um, uh, one of the things because I wanted to play with colors. I figured, like, well, yeah. if I depict the sky blue, like that, that helps a lot with like you know a lot of blues and a lot of whites and like yeah. you know, and there's and then there's you know other places to throw in the red. So so I started playing a lot with like color uh, with, with color uh, as mm -hmm. I was writing, or as like mm -hmm. once I got you know once I got to that stage and just mm -hmm. trying to figure out like how can that also help the story. Um, yeah. And yeah, and that's yeah. So that's uh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. I was curious about that, especially because um, having read Suncatcher, which I I also super enjoyed, oh, which you. has that more I, I don't know if this is an appropriate term yeah. in terms of art, but a more impressionistic palette, you know, and, and a, a yeah. more limited limited palette. It, it was quite a contrast what you did with Twin Cities, and I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, yeah um, I think I've said this before, but like. Um, so Suncatcher was the second graphic novel I ever colored. Mm -hmm. um, and up until very recently, I used to be terrified of color because uh, I'm, I'm not a very good painter. Uh, mm -hmm. And even my, col my, my color theory is not very, it's, it's not very vast. Like it's, a, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a very, you know, I'm trying to learn how to color better. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But um, with Suncatcher, I kind of knew that I, I wanted to feel, you know, I wanted to do something with, like, like you said, more impressionistic. Yeah. And I wanted to capture the sense of the desert or the yeah. capture the sense of the city. Yeah, um, it does so, yeah. yeah, and so I, so I asked a bunch of other uh, a bunch of other uh, Mexican you know, people from Mexicali to be like, well, what's Mexicali's color palette? Yeah. And long story short, I ended up with a very you know, like I think it was like a total of like twelve or sixteen mm. colors total. Right. Uh, but but for Twin Cities, um, I didn't want to repeat myself. Uh, so I wanted to find a, a different way to go about it. Uh, and again, credit where credit is due. Um, again, I, I already, you know, I already mentioned her, but like Whitney really pushed me in the sense of like, try going full color, just like, you know, jump into it um, and see what you can do. Uh, and I was terrified about that because again, like full color to me just means so much thought and so, mm. and, uh, and having to be more naturalistic about color. Mm. Uh, so I had to figure out like, well, how do I, how do I use naturalist colors, but still, but still approach it artistically, listen to like, mm. like I was saying of like, well, you know, not everyone, ha like, not everyone has to, you know, like, not everyone has to be under natural lighting or like, mm -hmm. you know, these walls don't have to be this color. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was, it, it was, a, it was a very, uh, yeah, it's it a very, you know, challenging moment but uh, I, I tried my best <laughs> I, yeah I, I think it comes off really uh really effectively um as you said to really kind of paint the world i'm, I'm looking right now at at um uh at the, teresa's catholic school and the sort of red on their uniforms you know and and there's a uniformity there's a right there's there's a dignity but there's also a little bit of a you know um constrained right yeah that's to it too it's interesting well, yeah, and, and I mean that was just taken from personal experience because yeah. uh, I mean I went to Catholic school for eleven years, and you mm. know, like we we all had to wear a uniform, and uh, yeah. and uh, you know, in both schools, the the one in Mexicali and the one in uh, 
and, and the one in Calexico are based off of real schools. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, like, uh, I mean, yeah, like that is also just something that I remember just being very, very, very specific to my upbringing yeah. of like, you go to school, you have to wear the uniform and you have to follow the, you know, you have to follow this, uh, these, you know, these lines of, of attire. Uh, so yeah, I mean, those vests, oh boy, those vests. <laughs> itchy, were they itchy? I remember. They were uniform very vests itchy. Were itchy. <laughs> yeah, they were very itchy. Uh, yeah, it's a- uh, Tough on that day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, but, but you know, it's a, it, yeah, it's. I, I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they uh, but, they really they really make sure you you get yeah. you get all the learning in you that you that you're supposed right. to. Right, and I mean, like, and 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 I and I do remember hearing like from multiple sources, like, what are the merits of having a unif uh, uniform uh, uniformity in, in a setting? Um, and one of the things that kind of made me a little hesitant to do that in the book is like it's. Mm. You know, it's kind of well, it's actually a double-edged sword because one is mm. like, well, all the characters are going to be dressed the same, right. so how do you make them distinct? distinct. How do you make yeah. them stand out? Yeah. Uh, and then the other one was like, well, character design gets a little easier, I guess. You don't have to yeah. design too many outfits. <laughs> so. Well, Garo and Maggie and and they all wear it a little different. You know, they yeah. you, know, you 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 still make them distinct, even if though they're outfit yeah. Is the same. yeah yeah like yeah. that's uh that, that is a good key for character design it's like it's yeah. a, the few elements that will make them stand out like those are yeah. those those are pretty uh you know, pay silhouettes yeah well you know I'm, I'm curious now about the you know your thoughts on the middle school of it all you know i, I teach middle school so you, you choose that pivotal point and i think there's so much in your book that's about being on a boundary or a border or you know yeah liminal time but but why middle school and how did that speak to you so much and and how do you how do you get so good at capturing so many <laughs> middle school things i don't know how you got into uh, that, that head so well uh i i mean this uh, okay so oh gosh um hmm i want to make sure that i come across positive in this but yeah. i will also say as having been a middle school student yeah. for the time that i that i was alive yeah. and also you know i i worked at a middle school for a very brief period of time mm -hmm. as well and more mm -hmm. on that some other time i guess but uh, um and I, and again i hope this comes across positive but mm -hmm. like to my knowledge or so far to my experience middle mm -hmm. school to me was the hardest time in my life mm -hmm. for many reasons Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that a lot of the, and, I'll think, and, and if I could speak a little bit to it, I think it's because mm -hmm. through middle school, especially like that age of 11, 12, 13, um, yeah. they're so transitory, like they're so specific, like they're, they're very specific, like a lot of things are changing. Yeah. Yeah, in a in 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 the life, you know, like your body yeah. is going through these changes. Yeah. You know, socially, you're being through like through all these changes. Yeah. You know, even just the idea of um, like like again, like this was what it was from personal experience. When you go from sixth grade to seventh grade, you no longer yeah. go to the same campus. You go to a new yeah. stage. Yeah. Uh, also, here's a subtle one that I remember being very significant to me is like it's. Being in sixth grade, you're the oldest of campus. Yes, like you're yes. the, you're the one with the most experience, and you're the coolest. Kids look up to you. And yeah. then you get to middle school, and ninth graders are looking at you like, oh, the newcomers. 
the yeah. baby. So it kind of feels like a reset almost. Yeah. Um, and I can't imagine that not having some kind of an effect unless you're a very yeah. well-adjusted team, which if you are, kudos. <laughs> but, um, they're, yeah, they're not real. Like, they don't actually <laughs> exist. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, like it's a, just being in that stage, like it's yeah. so many things are changing around you. And I do strongly believe that most, most people at every time in their lives they're seeking some form of stability like you yeah. know, most people are seeking something that just reminds them that everything is okay and that you can take a moment to breathe um yeah. so in middle school you know it, it almost seems like it's very hard to catch that breath so like it's yeah. a, so, so i remember very specifically for me you know just like just to project you know, just to be a little projective here mm -hmm. um there were so many things that I knew that I like I was feeling so many things and I didn't have the words for them mm. and not even the words but like I didn't know how to even how to even approach it or like how to even express it yeah. um this may be mm. a little you know you know TMI I guess but like I do remember when I got to like 7th or 8th grade like I started like I started really embellishing on drawing and like journals and like drawing yeah. more stuff but yeah. I wanted to draw the intensity of what I was feeling. So of course I was gravitating to, you know, towards drawing, um, however this may come across like very graphic things. Yeah. 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 And, you know, like look, I look back upon it now and like, there's definitely elements of cringe, but there's also elements that I do recognize like, yeah, I was trying to express something that I didn't quite know how to express. So yes. I'm just going to bluff. Uh, so in retrospective just acknowledging those feelings and knowing yeah. that they're there how does how is someone going through that like how would they also be feeling it yeah uh, so, so yeah so like that those are the things that i i tried to channel of like being in that space like what would i like for someone to tell like how would i like for someone to tell me that it's going to be okay that, it's, mm. like, that there are words for those feelings or that there mm -hmm. are places for those things that there is a space for 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 having you know for for having those um, those emotions, oh. um, and in middle school, it's just it's very difficult to ask for help. Like you know, like yeah. there's also like there's also like that element of, and again, I don't know if, if I'm speaking. Like I definitely don't want to be no, heard. No. Like when I was in middle school, like I wanted to discover things for myself. Like I yes. wanted to be the authority of my own. I didn't want anybody pointing, even though everyone had great intentions and like yeah you should check these things out and like oh my god i wasn't you like no i gotta find myself right but if yeah. i found something i wanted to tell everyone about it whether it was music or art yeah. or tv shows like i found this and this is the coolest thing ever yeah. um yeah. but if you know like but if i would have been pointed to other things that would have yeah. been like even more yeah so so yeah that's it's i think that's why that period is very important to me and i keep yeah. trying to figure out how to even talk more about it so yeah so uh, oh, so yeah <laughs> it's it's brilliant i mean and 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 i think i know you know i'm super excited about reading this book with my middle school students but also there's a there's a kind of eternal aspect of it where i don't just read it through their eyes i'm reading it through my own <laughs> And, uh, and 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 it's so brilliant, I think, as a storyteller to try to be in that space, yeah, and capture that 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 place. So while you write in, I love the essays you have at the end, but you write, I had questions but lacked the vocabulary to articulate them. Right. And not two hours ago, I was about to 
you know, one of my students who's definitely a middle school kid and going through those things was had been drawing on on their desk. And I just wanted to like, I was about to wipe it off, but I was, but I, I didn't, I didn't erase it because I just wanted to say to them like, Hey, I just want you to know, I see this. And I think you're expressing a lot right here. And I just want you to keep, keep drawing, you know, yeah. keep drawing yeah. because that's something that's coming out uh, of you in that, you know, in that. Yeah. Space. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, and that's maybe that's also one of the things that I love so much about comics or just like the visual, yeah. the, the visual mediums in general is that, because yeah. again, like with all due respect and high praise to prose writers and just the prose and poetry is like, it's, there are some things that finding the words is still very difficult that, yeah. but it definitely has a picture uh, yeah. or yeah. even then it's like, there are images that it's not even the word itself, but it's just how the picture is made. Mm. That that's mm. what that that's what makes the, that that's what that's what verbalizes it. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so like so, there's definitely a lot of those things that um, in those stages, like I do. Maybe that's another reason why 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 I try why I aspire to write the middle grade in YA so much. It's just mm. like it's trying to like channel how what i what i also wish i had when i was the, mm. those ages and that would have also helped me process whatever it is that i was you know whatever it was mm. that, that was going through that so mm. so yeah i mean like mm. and look i mean i you know like seeing what what some kids also like depict and what they're and what they're yeah. doing like it's yeah. valid you know like it's a it's yeah. it's very valid and it's very real and you know like I also think that sometimes a lot of kids also feel that even though unless they make something so intense, they are not mm. going to be seen or it's not going to be, right. it's not going to register. And so, right. it, and you know, it's, yeah, like it's, I, I'm glad that there are materials out there to you remind us like, no, it, it, it you are seen, like you are, yeah. like, it's, like, it, it, you know, the intensity is fine. If that's what you need, then by all means, yeah. but like, it doesn't have to be that intense yeah, or, yeah. you know, like it's a, and, and maybe that can help the process of it. So, so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, and I just want to echo that. Oh, you have, and, and I also don't want to spoil it because folks listening to this really need to get the book and really need to read it. But, <laughs> but there's a beautiful um, complexity and tension in the relationship. I mean, it's, it's right there in the premise, right? That these twins are in a way walking down some, uh, different roads, but their lives are still obviously adjoined. And so I just love the way that so much of what ends up happening towards the end, and again, without giving it away, right, right. happens in these wordless scenes. You have a lot of beautiful wordless or with very few words. It's about actions. It's about being in a certain place together. It's, you know, it's, it's those, those kinds of uh, ways that, you know, it's, it's not just reconciled with some careless right. tossed off words, right? Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah. that's, I mean, it's, um, other people have said this, and I do think that there is, uh, you know, it's in it, but I do think it's that it's worth echoing of like, there is something about the shared silence that can really strengthen a bond as well, you know, and again, kind of balancing what we were saying about finding words and finding communication and visuals, yeah. but also sometimes just, you know, having someone that can be there with you in moments of silence or like, yeah. or just like, or just really being in tune with you can also yeah. be very powerful. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like going back a little bit into like, to like some of the characters that are in the book, I mean, we kind of alluded to them, but mm -hmm. I did want it to like make it very clear of like the, the, you know, the friendships that both, you know, that both, that both these twins are, are forming because mm -hmm. Teresa is forming these friendships with 
kids from you know kids from Calexico or kids that are by you know more specifically mm. bilingual. Whereas mm. in Fernando is forming a friendship with someone who, you know, who has gone through so much, and mm-hmm. you know, again, not having to you know, like, you know, like, you know, Fernando forms a friendship with someone who, yeah, not only has gone through so much, but also has a very passionate love for the place that he's from, right? Um, and how that that also kind of plays into just like, well, what kind of like, what kind of kid is he, you know, right. in both in his best light, but also in his worst light. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, so, temptations yeah. as well, yeah, yeah. Right, so like it's, so it has been one of those things of like, uh, you know, the reason why those friendships, I think, are so powerful to them is because they are finding someone who who's, who also understands them mm. or at least seems to be, you know, seem to be understanding them or like are finding that, you know, those things of like, because yeah. again, like I don't know, like when I was in middle school and and I hung out with kids at recess, like those were like those were it. I mean, like those right. were like, like, the world. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's your world of like the ones yeah. who are you're sharing common interests, whether it's mm. music or snacks, you know, or mm. you know, mm. it, that's who you're, you know, that's who who you're, you know, who you're getting attached to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And yeah, so it's a uh, yeah, it's it was definitely it, it, yeah, it's mm. yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't want to give away too much of what I have. Yeah, right, right, right. like, how like much do we talk about this? Right? Uh, yeah, it's a, it, it, I think that the, I think it is fair to say like the, the, there's a bit of a payup at the end. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes, um, yeah. Or at least I, I tried to take one. It's a, but yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think ultimately one of the things that the book depicts, again, without giving too much away, but more thematically is what it is to live in – you you sort of cite some some trans border theory in terms yeah. of a life where you know I, I i read a lot of i immigrate myself and you know grew up between taiwan and, and the bay area and and I, I i still do read a lot of books uh graphic novels uh that are about the immigrant experience but that are very that was the past and now this is the present but I have always cherished stories, uh, even American Born Chinese by Jean Wen Yang did this really effectively in the ways that you are still and always living a kind of transnational existence and experience because of culture, because of movement, because of people. And so your book captures so, so, you know, so, so wonderfully what really my students still experience day to day, this sort of, you know, you're, you're always, yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's also something like uh, I want to give a shout out to um, to the you know to uh, her name is Mabel Meneses, um, but uh, yeah, like uh, she's from my hometown. Yeah. Um, Mabel was great for that because even though again going back a little bit is like even though I had already come up with like the idea and like the arc and what yeah. these guys are kind of going through, um, when I when Ma- when Mabel reached out to me because of Suncatcher, and I told mm-hmm. her what I you know what what I was planning on doing with Twin Cities. Coincidentally, mm-hmm. she's also someone that studies specifically transborderism, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and this is something that, like, this was just a term that I had never heard of. Mm-hmm. It rang all the bells in my head of like, oh my gosh, that's exact. Like, I need to, you know, like, yes, mm-hmm. I need to learn more. And she also mm-hmm. pointed me out to a lot of academic theory and a lot mm-hmm. of things that are being studied right now because, yeah. I mean, it is very common for us you know, for for people to like, you know, to understand things in in sets of like, yeah. we understand what American culture is or yeah. we want to understand yeah. what Mexican culture is. And yet, even though 
we all understand that there are spectrums like there are these places in between and there are these third spaces that yeah yeah that are very very different and very unique even so yeah you know um one of the things that i was very deliberately trying to depict is that border life or like that uh that transborderist lifestyle of you know like so many kids go through that of like waking up at 5 30 in the morning yeah just so they can cross the border to go to school to the american side and for mm -hmm. what for the promise of something 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 or right. because they you know it's a and that is also something that like a lot of kids will tell you like yeah i i love that that's great i love waking up early and early riser yeah. and yeah. Then there's others who are like it was awful i can't concentrate yeah. Yeah. I'm always late. I can't do my homework. Yeah. So, so a lot of kids develop these life hacks of yeah. like, you know, like sleeping in a car, like, or sleeping while you're in line or like doing your homework while you're waiting. So, you know, so like, and they, they develop these ways of like, well, I don't have to do my homework in the evenings. I can do yeah. it at five in the morning when I'm you know sitting in a car. And yeah, on anywhere. the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like it's um, and it's just these things of like they're so specific and so unique. And on top of that, you know, they're experiencing an academic life in one in in one country with mm. a completely different worldview, and then at mm. home they're living a completely different life of like what a cultural what what are our cultural sets. So yes, yeah. So so yeah. So like so, so those are the things that like it's very unique and very specific mm -hmm. um, and i wanted to dive into that a little bit more because yeah. i'm so glad that there are books out there like like the magic fish or uh, yeah, or american yeah. born chinese or uh, even um oh gosh displacement like so yeah many, yeah, so, so, many, yeah. Great, so many great books that do a great job at capturing a very specific type of life that, uh, that right. some people are living through right. um and what's more inspiring than that so like i'm trying to follow in their footsteps of like there's something very specific of where i'm from too <laughs> so, yeah absolutely so. yeah and and you know that you do this thing with the twins where things that i think a lot of folks experience sort of internally as a inner dialogue really get to become this externalized dialogue you know fernando and teresa sitting on the couch nego negotiating about tv shows and music and <laughs> And all that kind of stuff. They they get to have that dialogue about the different you know push and pull of of, of frameworks. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah, for sure. I mean, like and, you know, for for anyone that experiences biculturalism or even something more you know more complex than that, it's like yeah, it's, yeah. you know it's 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 such a palpable thing that sometimes we don't know how to talk about it with other people. Of like, yeah, um, yeah like it's why do, like why do i like these types of shows but also why do i like these kinds of things or mm -hmm. you know if if you're watching just to give an example like if you're watching korean soap operas on tv but then you get to school and for some reason your best friend is someone who only likes 90s grunge like what do you have to talk about <laughs> yeah you know yeah. i'm just giving examples here out of no 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 yeah but if you tell your friend, hey, there's these Korean things, they're like, I don't understand it, but we're still friends. Yeah. Um, so it kind of makes, you know, it can make someone feel as if like the life that you have in in at home is completely different than, than your social life. Yeah. Um, and navigating that. Yes. It's already difficult as an adult. I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, I, I can't imagine how kids do it. You know, but they have to. Absolutely. Like, like I said, you know, like kids are so good at developing life hacks and just like yeah. finding ways to like to make it clear that they're going to need to survive in a world yeah. that doesn't always cater to them. 
So they yeah. need to make sure that they have tools that they can use in their yeah. life. So yeah, um, and you, it's 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 inter so interesting to see these kids negotiating these pieces of it. It might just seem like hobbies and interests, but it's identity. You know, yeah. it's it's who oh, yeah. you identify with, and oh, and, I mean, you know, unless yeah. your middle school is who their favorite musician is, like that's their life. Like yeah. it's, you know, yeah. it's yeah. the most important. Like if you know, if 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 an artist falls from grace, like that 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 feels like yeah. a life thing. Like yeah, no, of course. Yeah. So absolutely, and yeah, yeah, and and these are conversations that I still have with my friends. Of like, yeah, you know, just to give an example here of like some of my friends from Mexicali love The Simpsons and Spanish. Yeah. They can they they don't like the Simpsons in English. They love the Simpsons in Spanish. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, because that's what you grew up with. Whereas yeah. I, I talk with my American friends and it's like, yeah, the Simpsons were okay, but like, have you watched Bob's Burgers? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Whole different thing. So it's uh, and so so yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's um those uh, le leading those kinds of life it's a it's it's mm. it's it's a juggling it's a juggling act for sure mm -hmm. so, it's, mm -hmm. so so i wanted to capture that with that uh, with twin cities yeah. and like, and also i mean like it's even in the title itself like i mean mexicali and calexico are referred to as yeah. the twin cities themselves and you know yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah yeah but again that specificity is why i feel like it speaks so well you know it, sometimes in in young adult literature we talk about windows and mirrors and kids needing yeah. both and i think it's specific, like I, it's specific in ways that I think a lot of my students could point to the signifiers, but even the ones who couldn't, just the fact of having to negotiate yeah. those when when a kid, you know, says, "Oh, why are you listening to that Brit pop or whatever? You should be listening to this." That's an experience that is, I think, common to them. For sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, like it's I mean, that's that, that's one thing that, I, that that I talk about with other artists. It's just like you never know what's going to influence you you never know what's going to hit you so why wouldn't you want to be open to more di more diverse things if like because again like why am i more influenced by by brit pop than i am by you know than i am by i don't know like a mexican folklore band yeah. or something and again like you know, later on you find out that you actually like both like you can enjoy both yeah, yeah. but like yeah. as a teenager you know it's uh, it's the things that matter are are so important yeah. and and i think that that also like yeah like that's that that is like something very specific so mm -hmm. well uh, I, that that leads me to want to ask you I, in another interview and i'll i'll sort of cite it and and, and yeah. give, give the shout out to it i think you mentioned um trying superhero comics a, a few times as a kid but not really grabbing yeah. it but that there were there were some graphic novels and comics and i, I was super curious you know what those were and and how did they speak speak to you at that point i mean yeah like it's, uh, so i've been asked before of like how i got into comics or like how yeah. i got into like loving comics so much and like it's yeah. a and you know it's like a whole time i don't want to give you my whole life story right now or anything but like it's a but yeah like it's um it's definitely i think that there's something to be said about accessibility and why why accessibility matters so much <laughs> is because while i was growing up um I really loved the the medium of comics, but the only comics that I had accessible to me were the newspaper strips. Yeah. So when I discovered superhero comics being around like eleven or twelve or something, you know, it was just the format that I loved right. so much right. of like, you know, like this is an entire book, you know, just like right. the, the, the comics. Um yeah. and then, you know, like, but again, like, you know, like I 
being AMAB and growing up in in in, in a Mexican in, in a relatively somewhat conservative but somewhat liberal right. mix, you know, Mexican Catholic environment, like there was definitely this inclination of like, well, I have to perform masculine right. as much as right. possible. And yeah. um, but yeah, like I, I'm trying to remember like at what point like I, it must have been around my teen years when I started discovering like illustrated books and like graphic novels mm-hmm. or like comics, predominantly from like the fantagraphic side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There were just like a lot of them were like horror oriented or noir yeah. oriented, but they were definitely capturing some kind of grit and gruffness and violence yeah. or something that was like, ooh, I like this intensity. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, at some point, I bumped into. <laughs> I don't want to give this person too much platform, but like I encountered the the works of Dave uh, of of Robert Crumb and yeah, just yeah, seeing yeah, that yeah. that level of cartooning and yeah, yeah. being and seeing that kind of you know I'll say it despicable de- de- depictions for sure, sure, sure. And, yeah, and yeah, problematic yeah. by all means, yeah. but sure. at the time being you know being that age, being fourteen, yeah. fifteen, and just seeing yeah. that kind of oh, things. Um, yeah. yeah, like it's a reading books, you know, finding books by Dan Klaus and just yeah, being like, yeah. oh, there's this slice of lifeness to this. Right. Like this is like these are the kinds of stories that I'm interested in. So right. it's, it's finding the beauty in the mundane because you were talking earlier about like windows and mirrors. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure this is probably muddying the metaphor, but like hmm. even though through a window you can see it's the purpose is to be projective and see the world that is out there. Mm-hmm. But even in a window, you can still see some of your reflection. Some of your reflection. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, like there's definitely a, a sense of being able to see yourself reflected in a mirror, but also in a window, yeah. you, you see yourself reflected as into what else you could be out there. Yeah. So yeah. there were a lot of graphic novels of like slice of life and magical yeah. realism and fantasy even where I was like, Oh, my life can also be more than yeah. this, or I can also find more to it than this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, you know, trying to find people to, who to talk with about that even more so, which is why high school was very interesting. You know, <laughs> like, of, of finding those kinds of friends that were also yeah. into weird movies and weird yeah, music yeah, and, yeah. And, things, and so on. So, yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, um, I'm, I don't know if I can remember specifically which books it were, but definitely mm-hmm. like I will definitely give a shout out to like books by like Dan Klaus and like, yeah. I'm trying to think of like others right off the top of my head, but like, I'm coming off blank because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the thing of like so many of them were like some of them were very indie books or like yeah. books that I that, you know, that I can't really even recall, but it was just more yeah. of yeah, it was it was very specific of like, oh, this is just someone existing in their life. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Huh. That's I mean, I, I I so much resonate with that, both in in terms of loving the medium for the medium, news, you know, Calvin and Hobbes as a kid or whatever, yeah. and then and then the 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 sense of superhero comics being cool because they're comics, but then I felt a lot of ambivalence about you know, oh, the depiction of of women's bodies and and right. you know the the sort of toxic kind of the 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 masculine vibe in there and in, in the 90s and then uh and then again finding these underground or comics with an x you know hanging around berkeley comic shop and and your dan clouds and, and and these things and and on one hand feeling like this is there's such authenticity in these voices and again like you said the window to to 
mundane life having a story worth telling but then on the other hand often they were white folks you know often like yeah. and, and there were like there were yeah, ways for, that it didn't uh yeah yeah for sure and i mean like and this is also something to like i mean trends and waves happen and all yeah. and uh and i mean yeah. I, I don't want to throw shade to anybody but like right. there was definitely a period in the early 2000s in the late 90s early 2000s all the way mm -hmm. through the deck that's actually where uh some of the most popular comics were journal comics and uh and memoirs even yeah um yeah. and again i do think that some of the better ones were the ones that were not only very well written but also yeah. beautifully depicted um and again, like I do think that that also kind of, I mean, unfortunately, yeah, it was just like, well, it's it's still a predominantly Euro descendant person right. talking about their their slice of life. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like, yeah, like, that's that's okay. Like that's someone mm. telling you their experience, and that's mm. also someone telling you what they went through. And yeah. and if they did a good job, <laughs> some of that <laughs> will resonate. Right. And that's just so cool. Because I mean, for instance, from a personal experience, when I was reading just to give an example like yeah when i when i first read skim or yeah. uh, or this one summer both by the Tamaki yeah, the Maquis, teams, like, yeah. both of those books when i read those i mean little did i know that i was going to resonate so much with mm -hmm. those characters mm -hmm. you know it's just like mm -hmm. my gosh like that like i i feel it so much mm. uh, and it's, it's yeah it's a it's yeah it's it, it is very fascinating to me of like what comics can do as a medium to just give mm. you an introspection of yeah what it is to feel alive and what it is to mm. you know to, to be a person existing and, uh, and mm -hmm. why that's so important um, mm -hmm. but yeah it's, uh, yeah yeah well i i mean you are contributing to the that the force of that um you know the, a, the things the medium does is i hope so i'm trying to throw my like it's becoming. a it's a um there's a phrase in Spanish that's like it's a tr uh, putting your little grain of salt into the into the thing of like uh, you know contributing yeah. the contributing my brick to the wall. Of, yeah. There's a there's a way to phrase that, that I'm sure I'm missing out of like that. I'm trying mm. to do my part, um, and and I'm trying to and, and I'm and I'm trying to convey something that to me was very specific, and that I'm pretty mm. sure that it must be that it must be specific to others. So like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's kind of where I, where I fall, where I fall on that. That's, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, one of the things that you do do, and and are you okay time wise? Is it okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm more concerned on you. Like I I can. Just... No, 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 no. I'm 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 in I'm in my favorite place right now. I'm in my favorite place right now. It's Friday. This is Friday. It's super cool. We should have a drink. Uh, <laughs> but one of the things I I um. Yes, I love the, what you say in the back in the essay, uh, where you kind of unpack a term that you use. Um, you know, and, and I'm a language person, and, yeah, and yeah. super fascinated by language. And I think that there's just such sensitivity in the way you you use the language in the the book itself, and then the way you think about and and you're and you're uh, transparent about your process and thinking about using that term, and. Um, and so again, without giving away or or, yeah. or having to push you into to to um, you know talking talking too much, uh, you yeah. know. But but I I'm just so curious about your their thought process. I wonder if you could speak to that as well as the the kind of the thing you you say in that you're you're capturing a some specific experiences, but in you know much of it in English, of course, you know. 
Um, yeah, that was a, I, I alluded to this before we started recording and like it's a, and it is just like it's a, kind of going into that of like a, I do have a bit of a regret that uh, mm. that's, you know, there's not that much Spanish in the book dialogue wise like i do try to put it in there as much as possible like in, whether mm -hmm. it's in street signs or in food or like yeah. it's, uh, in terms um and and in songs and things like that like it's mm -hmm. in, in in the language existing around because like also like i'm not a linguist but like i'm fascinated by language yeah. uh i love language i love the magic of language and all that the way it's yeah like. but yeah like it's um the thing that kind of the, the thing that kind of keeps me, you know, it's just like a little bit of like, woof, is that a, why is it that a book set in Mexico is being written in English? And it's like, well, I mean, the only answer that I can give myself to that is like, well, it's because I'm, you know, right now I'm existing in the U.S. and I'm deliberately mm -hmm. writing it for, you know, I'm deliberately writing it in, a, in on the American side. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And also because... Um, <laughs> kind of sound like a bit of a cop but let me see if i can you know kind of work around this one where it's like it's um if the like when i was growing up like it's, or you know even in mexicali like there's a lot of code switching and a lot of uh, a yes. lot of span not just spanglish but also just like even to this day like with some of my friends from mexico we will start speaking in english yeah uh, just because like that's the power of influence of the, the american culture i guess but yeah, also yeah. in the U.S., like I think in Spanish or like I communicate yeah. in Spanish. So, to me, like the reason why I wrote all of the book in English and only and, and had Spanish existing more, you know, more within the parameters of, is yeah. because I I wanted to make just like a specific deliberate choice of mm -hmm. like, uh, and not have to go too much into like, well, when are they speaking English? When are they speaking Spanish? Mm -hmm. Like, when mm -hmm. does that switch? Um, and I think that some of it might also just be because I didn't really have a definitive solution. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm working on that. I'm trying to learn how to do it better in, in comics. But mm. the thing is that in in a visual medium, you only have so much. You only have so much. Like it's not an right. audio thing. Uh, right. So pronunciations for instance is very difficult to get across. So right. so yeah so so for for Twin Cities, like I just I had to make a specific. You know, I had to make a deliberate choice. And yeah. that choice was to be like, okay, well, everyone is going to talk in everyone is going to talk in English. There will be terms in Spanish. There will be descriptions, yeah. um, but there will be signs and things around that like that that emphasizes when they're in Mexico and when they're yeah. in the U.S. And yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's definitely something that's like it's I like with many like with many things with arts like it's a it's a mm. shortcoming for sure and i just mm. have to embrace it you know it's like that's mm. that's that's the choice that i made <laughs> so uh it's, you know <laughs> yeah well i but i think there's a the, that deliberateness definitely comes through i mean yeah. i think there's so many ways that well yeah, i'll put it this way you know i i try to write stories and and when my when i teach my students to write i encourage you know, language mixing, code switching, code meshing, and yeah. and then they they'll often say to me, you know, Mr. La, you're an immigrant too. Why don't you include a lot of Chinese in your stories? And I'll say, you know, to be honest, got beaten out of me. You know, like I still speak, but yeah. I was afraid to as a kid, and that's a aspect of my existence now. And so when I when I bring my the language of my heart and family into my stories. I 
you know, I, I have to reference the reality that I'm not fluent the way that I would want to be. And I do talk to friends in, in Mandarin and so on, but there is a thing in being in this culture where, yeah, and you it, know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, it's, um, it's just, I mean, unfortunately, it's a bit of a bleak thought, but I, but I, but I can't help it to be, a, to make it a real one of like, yeah. Uh, language can be a fleeting thing if you're not constantly cultivating it. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, like some people have an easier time and I'm very envious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, like it's a, if, you know, like, like for instance, I've noticed this of like, I've at this point, I, yeah, at this point now, I have lived half of my life in the United mm. States. Mm. Um, so mm. of course I have these constant questions of like, is my Mexicanness fleeing away from me? Right. Like it's a, if I um, like if I'm by myself and I'm talking to my cats, sometimes I talk yeah. to them in Spanish. But when I talk to them in English, I immediately try to correct it and just like talk, you know, and repeat the yeah. same thing in Spanish. Yeah, just like because it's like it's something that like I mean, you spoke a bit, you know, you, you yeah. mentioned it, and like, and I, and by the way, I'm really sorry that that, that yeah. happened because it's a very yeah. genuine experience of like mm -hmm. having your language be mad at you or just losing it, right? You know. And you know, for some people, there's definitely people that have suffered tremendous amount of violence that way. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and there are other people that, in a very non-threatening, non-violent way, have lost, yeah, have lost it just because of needing to exist in a different sure. setting. So, sure. yeah. so language, like you know, language can be tricky like that. And even though, yeah, you know, I would love to hold on to the feeling that it's like riding a bike and it never goes away. Yeah, yeah. But some days that's not true. Like some days yeah. it's like, what's what's that word? I'm forgetting that word. <laughs> yeah, and then I start yeah. feeling like, am I listening all the words? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's yeah, um, yeah it's a I, I don't know if like I don't know if this is appropriate, but like it's a but there's a short comic by Trung Lin Nguyen. Here's uh -huh. another you know, just another print. And I can't really? find it anywhere online. So as soon huh. as I find it, um I want to, you know. I will never stop retweeting it, but this short comic about um, people are asked, like, if you could say something to your younger self, what would you say? Uh, um, and I'm paraphrasing this, but uh, so Trung, if you're listening, please correct me and send me that comic. Um, but um, this thing of like, if I could talk to my younger self, what would I, you know, what would I say? And they travel back in time. Mm -hmm. They travel back in time and they meet themselves when they were a kid, but as a child, they only spoke in Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. And now as an adult, they only speak in they only speak in mm -hmm. English. So they're like, oh. <laughs> just, oh that man. just after I read that, I I, I had to go stare at a wall. Because <laughs> yeah. like, that is one of one of my many fears of like, yeah, you know, am I going to lose this? Um yeah. and of course there's a, like a lot of mottos of like, no, but right. that also pushes me to be more proactive and to be more engaged with the Latinx community and right. Right. to reach right. out to my right. family members and to right. being involved with my friends and like right. just, and it, not just that i mean obviously these are people i love but i'd be remiss to say that like some of it is also so i can continue to have a part of myself that is so important to me yeah um as well as the friendships and you know like it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. and family relationships right uh, yeah. but yeah no, like that is a and that is a still ongoing thing so it's yeah. uh it's, yeah yeah it's, it's very real so uh for any kid who's going to who's kind of feeling that like it's it's a valid thing and, uh, yeah, and yeah. you know like anything that you can anything that you can do to want to keep it if mm -hmm. you want to keep that by all means 
because um, you know there's also the other side of that coin of like there are some people who are like want to reach a gap or something sure it's, right it's understandable it's uh so i'm trying to <laughs> trying to be related uh, trying to relate to yeah sides. But yeah no, like it's, yeah and, and i did write about that in the uh, in the after yes in the afterward you did um, yeah but it's also something that i'm still processing it and that i'm and that i'm that i'm exploring a little bit more in this other book that i'm working on right now mm. so it's uh because uh, again like those are those are things that i don't know i don't know if this is going to sound like i'm pandering or like i look mm. like i'm on a soapbox or anything but like no. for for all of us that come from my from a diverse background or from my yeah. multi-ethnic background yeah um sometimes it can get a little difficult to not be perceived as a monolith Right. Um, yes. Uh, yes. Which, as we all know, we're not. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. But also, that's also one of those things of like, there's so many different ways of existing uh, yeah. within those ways that it's like that to me is like I'm still learning it even as an adult. Yeah. Just you know, and I mean, you know, like I said, like I've lived here half of my life, but like yeah. every time, like I I want to go back to my hometown, but also yeah. Like, but that's just you know that also sometimes feels like going back to my teenage years and is that a good thing and like, right but there's people that i love there that i can't wait to see again so it's like a lot of a, there's it's a lot of feelings that um, yeah that are interesting to, to process so. yeah 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 well you know i mean i think about this constantly as a language educator and i think of you know think of myself as an applied linguist and so the thing you know you learn about language in real life is that it's always contextualized it's always embodied and i just love what you wrote because you talk about your use of a particular term and you know there's terms that are sometimes thrown around that are even meant for harm that communities reclaim and right. it's really about you know um context and situation and in fact that's where language, whether it's, you know, the language I grew up in or the language I've learned to use and appropriate for the culture of power or whatever, those right. all speak to, um, you know, our, our, the, our, the communities that we interact with and what we, what we need to accomplish and, and what we hope to hold on to. And so there's so much in language that's tied to just like core, yeah, for sure. core I mean, things. Like, yeah. Cause I mean, like that's, I mean that that is how we relate to each other like it's, yeah. it's a so yeah. it's i mean some i mean i'm sure that this is not to derail this conversation no, too much no. but like you know even when two people are speaking english you can tell that they're mm. not speaking the same language because mm. you know whether mm. it's a whether it's a opposing political views or a different understanding or a misunderstanding yeah. or miscommunication huh. yeah but like yeah. yeah if it happens with two people speaking the same you know if it happens with two people speaking english yeah like now now imagine adding a differently you know differently uh, culturally different yep. <laughs> language yep. like it just it just it makes that gap even bigger so yeah so oof, it's uh it's yeah it's uh yeah it's 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 a fascinating thing and like it's a yeah. and one that's like still kind of i'm still in a in, in a state of flux with that sure we're all, like, yeah, we're all we're all yeah yeah, we're, it's yeah, we're, it's it's an ongoing thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, we're all in an ongoing journey with language for sure. And even you know, I love that one of the things about the 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 kids, the twins, is that you we meet them at a stage where there's already there's a name for them that they're already in the process of shedding. You know, they're they're called the right. Lulus because yeah, Luisa Teresa and and Luis Fernando, and it just that's such that was such a brilliant little piece again of of observing you know and and of kids at that age. 
but of the significance of going from being the Lulus to each of them. Yeah, like yeah. That, that's yeah, like that. That is something that like um, um, when I was doing like whenever, like, whenever I'm doing research for a book, like mm. I mean, I am one of one of those firm believers that you can only you know write what you know. Um, mm. But that's also mm. I also see that as an incentive of like that means no more like learn more. Yeah, right? because, like yeah, that yeah, way, yeah. the more you learn, the more you can write about. The it. more you write, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so when I was working in Twin Cities, like I mean. I'm not a twin, uh, but I have I definitely have experiences that you know that are about siblings. So mm -hmm. one of the things that I had to do was well talk to twins and just talk yeah. to talk, talk to them about their experiences. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, like I got a lot. You know, talked to you know, talked to a lot of people, friends and and colleagues. Yeah. But like a, a lot of them were telling me this experience of like how at a very early age, one of them was you know, like they just buys being referred to as the twins you know like whenever mm -hmm. they would go to a party be like the twins are here like, oh the man and, and they're like you know it's like my name is so-and-so his yeah. name is so-and-so like we're two different people like, you yeah. know and i try to throw a little things in there like it's a uh, i mean this is not a spoiler but like uh, there's a scene when when uh, they're at a they're at the movies Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and someone says like, "Oh, I don't like the subject matter." And so I was like, "Oh, what do you think?" Like, you know, we have different interests. Yes. And, right. so, and you know, like to me, it was like, it, it was really important to capture that. Cause, I mean, like it's a, but you know, because I do think that the opposite could be, you know, it is felt mm -hmm. by others. Like there are other, there are other people that like that their twin is like they are. They love being twins, and they yeah. are they, they go they go together at all times. Yeah, and uh, they like to refer to themselves as the two for one. They constantly yeah. collaborate, and you know that's amazing. It's uh, yeah. it is a very specific you know it's, it's a very specific experience, and those people do exist. And like, yeah. um, but with these ones, like yeah, like I wanted to like get into something of. I mean, it's a it's it's a schism. Right, I mean, like it's mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. it's it's a departing point of like, yeah, like Fernando, you know, loves being the Lulus. Like it's a uh, you know, yeah. it's, it kisses him and his sisters. You know, like yeah, the world. Whereas yeah. in whereas in Teresa, it's like that's a childhood thing. Yeah. I'm no longer yeah. a child. Like it's yeah. uh, I'm trying to be my own person. Like I yeah, be myself. I you know, and whereas you know, why would you like, why would you not want to be like? Two heads are better than one. Like, yeah, you know, identified like, with me. Like yeah, that's strength, this thing. Yeah, yeah. Strengths in numbers, you know. And, yeah, and, yeah for, for for sure. So it's a, so yeah, like it's a, yeah. there's there's definitely those elements of like that I wanted to bring in because it's like it's because mm. I mean even this is probably you know going too much into it, but like yeah. even in other media, predominantly in cartoons, when I do see that it's like oh it's when twins are depicted they're usually presented as a pair and they're always a pair. Yeah. Um, we're getting a little better at that. Like there's been different, yeah. uh, there's been different periods of that, but like for the longest time, or at least as far as I can remember, like usually whenever there was a depiction of twins, mm. it would be like identicals. Right. Um, and I mean, this isn't my place to speak, but like I couldn't help but to think it's like, I'm pretty sure that not everyone relates to that experience. Like it's gotta be like, there's, I, mean, I, I wonder if there's, you know, I, I have an inkling uh, and then when you know it, several people that happen to be either identical or fraternal twins were like, oh yeah, same gifts all the time, yeah. different color, yeah. you know, yeah. so <laughs> it's 
No you couldn't think of something because you couldn't think of something no, like, just no for me. No interest in my individuality. Like <laughs> someone would just be like, like if they copied my you know, if they copied my sibling's homework, they thought like, well, they you know they think that I did the same thing. But it's, That's it's, right. Like, <laughs> no regards and, like, and yeah. no, no regards for or even curiosity. It's just like, yeah, and, and even how that even carried even into adulthood. And I'm just yeah. Like, now was that a preference? And they're like, eh, or just like. <laughs> Hate it. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it's, and I, I, I love that there's even individuality in the way that the two of them respond differently to their feelings of tension around that. You know, like as you said yeah. earlier, like Fernando feels differently, and I love that it's Fernando who's like, "Hey, our thing," you know, and right. that Teresa, you can see that Teresa, and it, it, it does give me the sense that they are, they are individuals and they're different and distinct, but. You know, like twins are also fascinating because similar DNA, same DNA, and they're they're always right. interesting for how much is the environment and situation, and how much is sort of how we're you know whatever our, our our mechanics inside, and and so to see the there's a lot of ways where I can see you've you've put them in a kind of dialectic. Everything Fernando feels, Fernando feels. I feel like Teresa could imagine, but is right. just going a different way. You know, yeah, and that's really interesting. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, and, and again, like, because I'm not a twin, but like, um, but I'm pretty sure that it's a very common feeling that I don't think a lot of siblings like to be referred to as so and so sibling. <laughs> like, right. it's a, right. you know, like, it's a, like, I'm pretty sure there's someone that there's, you know, there are a lot of people out there who's like, like, I'm not just, I'm not just their sister, yeah. or I'm not just his yeah. brother, you know, like, I'm like, I'm my own person. Like, it's a, yeah. So yeah, and those are definitely elements that I wanted to throw in there too. Of like, but yeah, like it's there's definitely a bind that it's it's tricky and like there's the cliche that like uh what what is it a uh, you know so nothing is thicker than blood or like it's a right. it's, what's 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 the quote like I, I'm blood I thicker than water I don't know something, something like that yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, yeah something yeah, yeah. like that something yeah. something that emphasizes that family ties are yeah. very very strong and yeah yeah, yeah. with all the caveats that that can encompass like it's a yeah. you know i do think that there's kernels of truth to that of like if mm. someone has been with you for so long mm. it's bound to have a bond that it's that it's almost like I, I can just sense it. Like I see mm. that you're thinking something, or we think alike now by just by osmosis. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So yeah. So like so there were little things like that that I wanted to throw in there. And like while they're having, even while they're having different experiences, they have similar feelings. Mm. Um, and you know, like there's been in, there's been a bunch of studies that, <laughs> that go into that. So like yeah. so so yeah, it's a yeah. Huh. It's, yeah. Um, oh man, I, I I I have so much I wanted I, I could ask you about punk rock, <laughs> about SCAD, about so many things, but but I I I, I do definitely want to ask you this one. Yeah. Um maybe to to bring us to toward a close. Um Alex and Fernando are talking about murals at one point, and Alex says art should be for people. You know, yeah. we we have to see it big, he says, you know, it has to be big and and I mean, I, it, it's it's fascinating to to learn about your creative journey and, and and also to hear a little tease about projects you may be working on now. But I guess at this point, with Twin Cities coming, like, what is 
Yeah, what do you, what is your your art saying? And you know, and 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 who do you think it's for? You know, like what? Uh, I don't know if this that's an unfair question no, to no, saddle no, saddle upon no, no, artists. It's not but, an unfair question. No, it's, yeah. it's a, like, uh, I mean, I, I mean, if anything, like I, I don't want to give a corny answer, but like it's, uh, it's for those who want to know. Um, <laughs> I mean, gosh. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still kind of grappling through that process because again, like it's, mm. I know what I wanted to, I know what I, what I wanted to write. Like going back a little bit, see if I can, mm. you know, give like a full answer with mm. that of like with Suncaster, I wanted to specifically talk about music and the emotions mm. and the obsessive and the the obsessions that can come with the creative process. Yeah. Uh, and while writing that, I discovered that I also wanted to talk about the punk scene in my hometown in the early two thousands. Mm. Mm. um and how much that meant to me and then with this with twin cities um i wanted to go a little bit deeper into mexicali and i wanted to mm. shine a lot as into why i love that city so much why mm -hmm. mexicali is so important to me mm -hmm. um while also talking about like how the places that we come from can be so significant to us and mm. why they can have a long-lasting effect even into adulthood um so you know whether it's some whether it's a place that you profoundly love that you want to stay in or if it's a mm. place that you can see yourself departing from it's mm. also a place that comes with you and i wanted to dive into that with twin cities but mm. i also wanted to dive into um into siblinghood and just that and i needed mm. to meddle with like a lot of things that i'm still you know kind of grappling with like uh, about relationships with siblings and what is siblinghood mm. and what is it to be a sibling um and so mm. on that i wanted to explore um and you know there's somewhere somewhere in there there's duality and mm -hmm. mexico with uh, mexican with american culture and mm -hmm. pop you know pop culture with with folklore and like all these things that i wanted to explore so like mm. again like i don't like i'm pretty sure that there are people out there who have genuinely the same questions or like that are getting mm -hmm. the same thing um so i would like to think that my art is for them hopefully mm -hmm. that it resonates with them um but yeah it's a i'm trying to and the other thing that like pompously saying this i guess um i want to tackle the nuances of uh of what is it to be from a very from a specific background because mm. again like this you know getting very personal here of like i was both my parents are mexican but because mm -hmm. I grew up on the border, I was born in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, but immediately, mm -hmm. but I, but I was raised in Mexico. But I kept you know going. We kept going to the U.S. because yeah. movie theaters and uh, you know shopping and like yeah. uh, theme parks and things like that. So like the U.S. was always seen as like a place to go for vacation. But then also academics and like. But Mexico was where the family was, and that's mm -hmm. where that's where mm -hmm. our culture was. That's where our roots were. Mm -hmm. um, so grappling with all that and like wanting to explore some of that um yeah like it's a i was trying to get it to this idea of, and also like you mentioned murals um yeah like mexico has a very rich history with murals yeah. and yeah and and it's very important and like and i've always kind of wondered like why that is and yeah. my dad was telling me like well murals go a long way back like even even the indigenous people were making yeah. know, murals for for the people to see and yeah uh, and and i kind of started having like a little bit of like 
my Mexicanness is fleeting because I like mm -hmm. small art and like and I mm -hmm. like very tiny paintings. Like, <laughs> uh, and you know, and whenever I've been commissioned to do murals, the few times that I was commissioned to do murals, not only did I did what I think was a terrible job, but also like it's so overwhelming and it's so big uh, and it's like I don't huh. know how to deal with it. But like, but huh. we are taught as Mexicans that you should embrace that and like you know all these figures. <laughs> so there's like a lot of that of like. Uh huh. I'm trying to get at something here, so uh, yeah. Mm. So it's um, so I hope I'm answering this question. <laughs> I know that you, I'm, I'm phenomenal you, rambling. Uh, no, no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, but it, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, who is my, uh, who are my books for? Like, it's uh, I I want to. I think that I want to say that like my books are for people that are dealing with questions that sometimes seem very difficult to answer in regards to Latinx um, issues or Latinx circumstances yeah. or siblinghood uh, mm -hmm. or things of that nature or just yeah. like a, trying to come from a from a different cultural or ethnic mm. approach that you don't always see in in in, in in the american landscape and yeah and i know that there's a lot of us like <laughs> there's, there's, there's so yeah. many of us like it, yeah uh, yeah and and some of them are making amazing art <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes they are and you are too i mean you you called it you're so unfair to yourself you called it rambling but you you were pulling together so much of what you've said in this conversation that again just makes me so excited to to give this book to my you know my youth that i work with who you know, this year they've responded to Sandra Cisneros, they've responded to Elizabeth Acevedo, they've responded to snippets of Gloria Andaldúa, and then they're nice. they're on. And then on the other hand, they're you know a little bit of of the Hernandez brothers that are middle school friendly, and, yeah. and they're you know they're reading Jerry Craft's New Kid, and they're like they're looking for something in that space in between. Yeah, and, like it's a, and it's beautiful. For, yeah. You're, yeah, like you're. you're like, because you know, again, like I was there too. Like I'm looking for something that, I'm looking for something that strikes a chord. Uh, it's it's uh, oh, also just because I looked it up. It's uh, Mabel Meneses is uh, is, uh, is the, uh, the, the the linguist who who helped me out a lot. I'm really sorry, Mabel. I know that you're awesome. I forgot your last name for a second. Uh, no yeah, well, no, it's a, yeah, yeah. I could put it in the print version. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, yeah. It's um, yeah. It's it, it's one of those things of like. I mean, obviously, you know, wishful thinking, but I wish that when I was in middle school, I would have come across books like the like the Magic Fish or like Displacement or Kiss Number Eight or yeah. you know so many others that were very specific to not necessarily the same experience, but the same feelings. Yeah, that I was you know, that that I was having, uh, and I think that that's what I'm trying to channel. Is like it's a I'm trying to find like what's the channeling way to to emote emotions that are very real and very valid, but sometimes don't have the most concrete depiction, uh, mm -hmm. whether it's verbal or you know. And hope, but hopefully, I can make it visual. I can do it visually. <laughs> so, well, you, you you do it in Suncatcher. You certainly do it in Twin Cities. It's um, 
it's been tremendously fun to talk to you. Yeah, uh, I know that we we went on for a little longer than than anticipated. I'm so sorry. It's a, no, but no, I did no. Warn you, but I did my... tell you that I'm a bit of a blabbermouth, so like it's a, a bit of a chatterbox. Not at all. It was total. <laughs> it was fun, 100, and more. I'm I, I'd be hungry for more, and and I'd love to talk more in the future if you'd be. Yeah, okay. it's a, no. Yeah. Th- thank you, and uh, congratulations again. Congratulations on the podcast and on the podcast. It's like <laughs> you do amazing work, and uh, hey. Uh,